Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to the Scott and Jai Show on Radio X. Giddy up. Where we are all about lending an ear. Trying to move Tell on, Tell me mate. how you really feel. I love you, mate. I love you. No matter which way you go. Look. Sharing stories. But no, I have ended up in the emergency room after with a broken... And helping each other out. Called you, big father. Yeah, call- said we need to go look around the town. Called for reinforcement. Yeah. That's the way. My new boss will probably be listening and going, thanks, Jai. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m., Live on air. Catch the highlights 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. weeknights. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join the conversation. We are all about mates helping mates. So whether you're battling the black dog or just need a friendly chat, this is the place to be. The phone number is 074-994-3165. Or connect with us on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. We want to hear your story because, remember, it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. So come on, join us for some good yarns. Quick side note, I love the dirty mo. Oh, I love it too. What does mum say? There's no dry here, mate. Hang it out. Laughs. Oh, but it was. It's quiet at home. And maybe even a few tears. Let's tackle life together, one story at a time. Because together, we can make a difference. This is the Scott and Jai Show, where everyone's story matters. I begin today by acknowledging the Durumbal people, traditional custodians of the land on which we meet here today. We pay our respect to the elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today, which their land we live on. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please? Yeah, well, yeah. Help. oh, there we go. Tequila shots all around. Tequila, tequila shots? Tequila makes my clothes come off. Oh, look, mate, it happens to the best of us when we meet people we love. <laughs> That's how so excited. I have never seen a grown man turn to water. Hey, what? That brought tears to my eyes talking about Big H. Yeah. Every Sunday. That's yeah, every Sunday. Oh, I can't wait. You know, it's slowly getting bigger. You guys uh, are like a will. pair of giggling schoolgirls. Oh, you really are. I just want to let everyone know that it's not weak to speak. I just want to let everyone know that it ain't weak to speak. Welcome to Scott and Joe's show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. G'day, mate. Morning, mate. It's good to have you back. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Sorry, I sound like shit at the moment with um, having a flu, but it's all well, part of it, I guess. We wanted to roll the dice and see whether you had COVID. Mm. COVID seems to be getting around again. But luckily, I don't. <laughs> you don't know if you don't test. <laughs> Again, you might have to edit that bit out. Have to go back to work. No. Yes. You would know. Well, you'd know if you had COVID. Yeah. You would know. We went through all the symptoms last night. Yeah, no, like, I feel fine. I just feel fluid. Yeah. Like, um, and your, your youngest one, when I got home, had, um, a cough and 
it seems to carry on to me. So, oh, kids, yeah, gotta love them. Yeah. So this week, the boys are back. I wish I had a little play thing where we can say the boys are back in town. Oh come on, mate! The big dog's back. Fucking hell! Is that better? Today is the third of uh, December. Uh, with the theme of 3rd of December Hold on a sec There's a few things going on today There is Hang on a sec Just thought I'd find some Christmas music to talk over yeah. What are you giving me that look for? Nothing <laughs> Nothing at all Santa's real There you go It was the silliest Christmas music I could find at short notice. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've only had some of those prepared for this. It sounds real hot, really, really merry, doesn't it? It does. Hey? It does, it does. That's good. Hey, you noticed another thing too. See, there's no lag today. Yeah. Yeah, fixed it. There you go. Magic fingers. Magic yeah. fingers. Anyway. Today, hey? What did you clean out your computer? Uh, no, I got new software. Um, G'day. G'day, mate. Um, it's always good when we get upgrades. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's exciting. It's like Christmas. It is. Actually, I think um, we have this rule. I've always had this rule, actually. Christmas tree goes up on the 1st of December and comes back down on the 1st of January. Do you yeah, agree with that? Yeah, I think it's changed, though. I think, but I'll get into that a bit later. Yeah. I'm not a big Christmas person. Um, I guess from my past, I've never really celebrated Christmas as what it is. Um, But I love the family um, atmosphere for Christmas. Um, Do I agree with certain things about Christmas? No. Um, but yeah, like family and friends coming together and, you know, just having that time together is, um, a really special time of the year. Well, somebody um, said there's only, uh, 12 what is days, there? Uh, 11 days to Christmas. Hey, get it, get it. It's 12 days yesterday, so today will be 11. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, because I've got one more swing before Christmas. Yeah, so I'll go back out. And then I think we're just planning to find out what's happening for us over Christmas because my roster lands on Christmas. So, I'm, yeah, so I'm waiting for that. Yeah, I'm excited actually for this Christmas because for the last 16 years, I've worked in retail mm. and we've done the retail thing for the last 16 years. So, you only get to celebrate Christmas like on the day. Actually, working at servos, you don't even get to enjoy the day. No, no, I, I, I know how that feels. Um, in numerous industries. Um, I think last year was my first year off from Christmas. Yep. Um, yeah. Actually, was it? No, I worked. Christmas Day. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so this year would be my first Christmas off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 2023 normally, must be the year. Or before that, this has only been working at servos for Christmas. <laughs> and, um, in That's the nasty, working at servos at Christmas. Yeah. I've been in the mines on Christmas, that's not... You know, it's different again. Yep. Um, I've had good ones and bad ones out there, but 
Yeah, it is what it is. I'm sorry. I'm you really can... sick. So anybody has to hear that through the show, forgive me. Yeah, nice. Um, so today is the 3rd of December, 2023. Today uh, is... Excuse me. Um, what was... Oh, no. Too busy bloody looking up stories uh a couple of good days today uh today is national roof over your head day um there's no meaning behind that i get well there is meaning it'd be about people being homeless i'd say let's have a look so uh yes it is actually good work mate well done some of us have worked in the community yeah. sector. You um, <laughs> you went. <laughs> you um. Not everybody was retail. That's right. And you went out actually this week and um, did something with the homeless. Yeah, uh, Friday Friday night. I went out um with one of the fellows from church, Trey, and um, we met a bloke um. I was actually meant to go this morning, but with how I'm feeling with the flu and just still coughing and stuff, just didn't feel like being stared at. And you don't want to be in a church barking like a dog. Yeah, and I also feel for people because it's it's one of them things, like, everybody's had this massive scare for COVID over the last couple of years, the last thing people want is people coughing near them. So I, I just made the decision not to go. Um, I guess I felt a bit worse this morning, but, you know, it gets worse before it gets better. And um, I just wanted to kind of rest up before I went back out to do another seven-day stint out of work. But, um, yeah, so we, like, anybody that knows Rocky, we went over to Allenstown and um, we seen this, this fella sitting in the grass and um, just chilling. And um, we walked up to him and we had a... I didn't really say much, Um but Trey, um, he was talking to him and really lovely bloke, like very humble. Um, he was a Christian, well, used to be a big Christian bloke, yep. um, preacher, the teacher, the lot. Um, and just really, I guess, really humbled with the way he spoke. Um, I wouldn't say he was your typical homeless, like. If that makes sense. Like, it was, it was very weird. Like, he was um, very aware of his situation, I guess you could say. Yep. Um, and he, he was where he was because he got dehydrated the day before. Mm. And he just struggled walking anyway. And as everybody knows at the moment, with um, the heat waves and the beautiful CQ heat, um, it's so easy to get dehydrated. I'm drinking about three litres a day at the moment. But, um, yeah, so I had a chat to him, and then yesterday morning, myself and my beautiful partner got up, and on our way out to see my old lady, to catch up on a few things, um, we stopped in and brought him a couple of bottles of waters, and um, checked on him, made sure he was doing alright, and then, um, yeah, the same thing, like, was just really happy to see us, and one comment he did make was, um, oh... He didn't talk a lot yesterday, and I was like, oh yeah, look, it was my first time, mate, like, I don't uh, normally go out with um, church groups and stuff, so it's a new thing for me. Yep. Um, I'm not um, new to doing things for the homeless, though, um, 
I've done it when you've been there before, uh, which is spoken about on the podcast, uh, one of our previous podcasts. Yeah, old mate with the coffee. Yeah, and you were very against it, but um, that was because you didn't really understand the the reasons of why. Mm. I think I understand it a bit more because I've been in similar situations to that for my own choice of running away from reses and stuff when I was younger. Um, sorry guys, it's going to be a long show with that happening. Um, but yeah, so it's really good actually. It's most probably been my highlight of the week. Yep. Um, there's so much going on when it comes to homeland people being homeless at the moment. I was actually only just reading a post um, on social media um, of this family um, that has been homeless for five weeks. And yeah, right. they've got kids and um, by the sound of it they're like couch surfing and living out of the car. Uh, but they can't find a rental. And the typical common is um, there's 67 houses up for rent in Rockhampton. Yeah, but right. how many people are yeah, chasing well, them? well that's the thing. There's mm. so many people applying for houses so that the, the rental... Uh, cross at the moment is just insane um, and then you add in you know I couldn't imagine having kids and having to make them sleep in the car or sleep at friends houses like. especially uh, the fact that we're going through a heat wave at the same time yeah yeah um, but you know it's um, a big thing I think people don't realise how actually big um, just in Australia alone how many homeless people we have and the cost of living crisis doesn't help that situation. Like you said, you know, there's 67 rentals. That's probably triple that trying to yeah, get into a house. Yeah, well, I remember talking to a friend that was um, a while ago applying for um, houses. Um, and um, he was saying that the real estate told them there was about 100 people applied for the one house that he Wow. Applied. So... You know, what's that give you maybe a 2% chance of getting a go at... Basically, yeah. ...successful with that rental application. So, yeah, that, that's pretty scary. It never used to be like that. And again, if you're listening to this podcast and um, you're in that situation, please feel, feel free to reach out to us. We're on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we would love to hear your story. And not... Um, to make a make a big thing of it. Um, no, but help out where we can, and um, if there's something we can do to assist you, absolutely. That's what we're all about. Is um, you know helping. I think that's the big thing that um, it's all in well to have your life together, but there's so many people that are struggling more than you. That's right. So yeah, that's right. If you're out there and you need you know help, and this you reach out to us and you want to share your story, or you just Need someone to talk to, um, definitely point you in the right direction to um, the appropriate lines and people that can assist you. There are people out there. Again, it is so hard to get assistance. It's something that I do not understand. Sorry, my phone's going off crazy like right now. Yeah, look, I've worked in the community sector um, and it is so hard even for people that their job role is to find housing assistance um, just to get people in mm. um, there's just like a wait list I think the most most agencies can do at the moment is um, give you food packs just to get through and the amount of people 
you know how they talk about the classes, like the upper class, the middle class, and the lower mm. class. Now that interest rates are through the roof, there, I know Food Bank and the Salvation Army have said in the media um, in the last few weeks that a lot of people that are on a good wicket are actually going to food banks to get assistance um, through yeah, the Salvation Army. struggling. I don't think the, the big top alpha dogs are, are struggling, though, multi-millionaires. The top one percenters. They, yeah, they may probably still shop at Woolworths. That's <laughs> <laughs> where the prices are right. <laughs> no, um... Sorry. Is that like an old thing from Woolworths? Yeah, prices are right. The price is right. They're not right anymore. See, in New Zealand, oh, yeah, we used yeah, to I'm have... a fucking bottle of 600 mil, mil <laughs> bottle of water. Excuse my French. Um, was like $5. And I was like, it's water. Oh, yeah. Well, you go to the servo and it's $6.60 for one or two for seven fifty. Yeah, like I'm real anal about spending money. Um, <laughs> two, two naughty words. I haven't got the whistle on the new system yet, so yeah. you're lucky. No, like I am... Um, I don't know. Me and my partner have really big goals for next year, so I'm just trying to hone in on the spending and um, just, it's crazy. Even stopping at a servo, um, where was I? But I think that's all round. Nebo, yeah, I stopped at the Nebo service station. And um, just to get fuel before I left work and um, I was trying to race home because I had some family stuff going on and... um, I got up to the counter. I didn't even look of how much it, it was. And she goes, oh, that would be $140. Thank you. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. I was like, that's with... Um, I did. She forgot to scan my water. And I thought that was all together. Went to take my water. And she was like, oh, sorry, love. I forgot to scan your water. I was like, don't I get that for free? <laughs> <laughs> if you spend $140, yeah, yes. you should get it for free. You know, it, it's just a, it's a joke, um, but we won't get too much into the way we feel about the way the fuel prices are because it normally gets you upset. Oh, look, it does get like I said, oh, Albo, he can, he's got all this money in the bank. Elbow easily, easy. easily Elbow. help us out with fuel at the moment. By the way, Jai, I found it. Elbow, <laughs> easy. I managed to um, get it loaded into the new system while you were talking. Look, anal's not a bad word, mate. Yes, it is. It's not. <laughs> it really isn't. There is another button if you keep going. Are you? Are you oh no, I was going to say, are you an Aussie? What? But you're not. You're a Kiwi. What's wrong with that? Well, nothing. Nothing at all, really. Um, <laughs> you have another whistle for that. Uh, no. It's um no, like well, you know, I, I know anal's a part of a body part, but it's um. <laughs> It's also a very loose used slang word. Like I'm being really anal about spending money and right. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Um. You're listening to The Scott and Jai Show. Anyway, where were you? <laughs> Saying that animals... Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, but no, like, whoa. Um, I think there's a lot of things out there. And, um, you know, one thing that um, I think we were encouraged in my last job to use was um, finance. 
the financial counsellors. Mm. So they like educate you about like how to utilise your fi- f- f- uh, like your money and like put all that um, in the right places and whatnot. Um, personally, I never used it, um, but I know a few people that I worked with that did. Um, and I think that's awesome, you know. There, there's people out there. I don't know why they're called counsellors, but I guess you having trouble with money, they're going to counsel you about your money issues. Most banks provide that now yeah. in this cost of living uh, crisis. So yeah, well, we made a hundred. Uh, well, not even a hundred. I settled down a dollar fifty on our interest this week <laughs> in our savings. <laughs> Big dollar fifty should yeah. be more than that if the interest rates are. I don't even know how it works. I think off the top of my head, our savings account is five point four interest, but we're not allowed to. We're allowed to pull out once. G'day, you dirty mind. Get your head out of the gutter, mate. Um, but anyway, moving on. It's my turn. Um, that's funny. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. I so love that you're back because it's it's loose. You're loose, mm-hmm. mate. I love it. I feel a bit sucked this morning, um, just because of how fluy I'm feeling right now. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Moving on to the next thing. Okay, hang on. Scott and Jai, what's on your mind this week? All right. I just froze then, uh, trying to think of what I was saying. Um, So also this week, uh, or today, sorry, National Roof Over Your Head Day. Um, Let's Hug Day. Oh, yeah, man. We'll um, put up up something on Facebook a little bit later. Um, Another one that we were discussing about. Punching your fart box or something. You could do that. Hey, g'day. G'day. Punching. What did you say? Punch my fart box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the ref whistle is getting a um, it's getting a run today. Um, That's a bit. Uh, yeah, and also um, National Disability Day. That was something. Well, I think that's a that's a close one to my heart. Um, yeah, I went to a school that was full of kids with disabilities, and um, yeah, it's. Just, I think people. I think they're judged. People with disability are very misunderstood. Mm. Like, I was classified as a person with a disability because of a brain injury, but I don't see myself as a person with a disability now. Um, but I just, if anything, I learned people with disabilities are very misunderstood. Um, I'm going to suck on it or something, mate. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, oh, not again! Uh, not again! Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, that's. I, I think everybody should take the time. Um, and, yeah, don't. I guess don't be so judgmental. I find, like, a lot of people, when you see, like, someone in a wheelchair going through, like, a shopping centre or something, everybody has to stare. They don't like. What are they meant to do there? It's like in Kmart. Have you been in, in Rocky Kmart? They've got those two um, people on the door. That's yeah, so weird. And they want to say good day to you? I don't want to say good day to a stranger. I was going to say, the two that are in wheelchairs, they do, they really do a good job. They sit in, oh, I sit seen that. Sorry. in their wheelchair um, with the scanner, and as you walk past, they scan. Yeah. It's kind of like Bunnings, you know, when you go Actually, to Bunnings. I did see, uh, when I was in Stockland, I didn't go into Kmart, but I did see, um, I walked past Kmart. I think I was going to see But I thought that was, that was really cool of Kmart, you know, yeah. like... It's, I think it's important, like, I know, I know for a business... 
that's very hard to hire someone with a disability. Um, I was reading, he, actually I was reading a story about this fella that was struggling, uh, what did he have? Uh, he was like, not very strong with his verbal, um, uh, ASD, sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I struggled with that. But he had a serious ASD. Anybody that doesn't know what ASD is, it's autistic. Um, but again, he was very honest with about, uh, his disability, um, and struggled with ver- verbal communication. And, um, he struggled for ages to get a job, but like he could weld, he could do everything. No one would give him a shot. Um, and then, uh, local wrecking, um, uh, wreckers yard. Yep. That, um, fixed pay like panel beaters and stuff, gave him a job. Hey, that's, how good is that? For a full-time job. Um, yeah, and gave him like, I think he was doing his trade or something for them. I was only briefly reading that, I think that was, uh, Tuesday or something last week. Yeah. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think it's amazing. I understand the risk of, um, like, some businesses just can't afford it because of their, like, health and safety background and um, the risks and regs and whatnot. Mm. But if you've got a business that you'll be able to, like, hire someone, you know, even if it's a couple of days a week and you've got that money there, I think it's very important. Um, Get them behind it. Yeah. I think if you... Some... Some people with disabilities, they're, they're mild. You've just got to learn how to teach them so they learn their way. And then it, 9 out of 10 times, they're going to be a better employee than anybody that you have. Absolutely. You never uh, judge a book by its character. Uh, but, sorry. Never judge a book by its cover. Ever. Nah. I, know, I think people... You know, it's one thing that I don't, or I don't stand for is um, being judgmental. Hmm. About uh, towards someone because you don't understand someone's story or someone's background and what they've been through. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate. I've got to a stage in my life where I'm pretty open about my background, um, and I couldn't give two hoots what people thought of me in that sense. Um, but you know, you, I guess it. Uh, not everybody's like that. Mm. A lot of people are very ashamed um, of like what they've had to go through. Um, that's fine. That's understandable. I understand that more than anybody. But um, at the same point, if you believe in yourself and you're proud of yourself, you know, the only person that really can let you down is yourself. That's it. Um, at the end of the day. And that's why I encourage everybody just to be themselves. 100%. And you be yourself, you, you generally find the right people, mm-hmm. um, whether it's work or not. Um, it's definitely getting better. That's not. That's another thing. People saying they can't find jobs. Like there's so many jobs out there. Um, like people are always saying, "Oh, I can't find a job." I've seen five posts this morning. On yeah. Community notice boards. There's heaps of gigs yeah, going out there. Can't find a job. It is the best time of the year to get a job. Because you've got all them Christmas like casuals going on, and normally that turns into full time work. Yeah, right on down well, the track. That, that's the bonus. Like if you get a Christmas casual position just for that period of time, show them what you got, bust your booty, and get in there and do a yep. good job. And nine out of ten times they're going to turn around and be like, oh, "I don't want to lose you. Here, we're going to offer you this. Why did you do that? No, that's right. Keep going. Uh, what did you stop it? I'm going to put it back on in a sec.
Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I encourage anybody. Um, I, I'm a big firm believer. I know a lot of um, applying for jobs these days um, using the internet and computer. Um, there's places like the library that if you struggle with that kind of thing, I'm one person that struggles with computers. Um, and uh, you can go to the library and the library will actually help you. Hmm. Um, there's staff there that are there for that. Um, your local library, that which is run from your local councils. Um, I know, and there's that stigma too about going to the library, isn't there? Is, is that Look, the I'm thing? the first to say my computer broke down when I was doing my inductions and I had to go and do my inductions at the library and I can tell you right now it was hard to be focused when I had people making noises around me and like trying to understand and listen to what the videos were saying. Mm. So I, I get that, but like for the sense of doing up your resume and stuff... There are people out there. There's also places you can go that will, you know, for a small fee, will give you, um, you know, help you do up your resume professionally. And I, I think that's important. I think that's a very important to um, get to a point where um, you excel. There's courses out there. There's government courses out there that uh, cost you zero funding depending on whether you've got certifications or not yet. Um, I know myself, I can't be eligible for anything like that anymore because I've got too many certs under my belt. Um, I think There's got... not an age limit to anything like that, is there? Nah. No. Nah. Um, I think most people that are on Centrelink um, are eligible for it. And it's just part of the... I think it's under the job finder scheme. I don't even know if that's the... Uh... So the, like the correct term. Civil and stuff. Welfare payments. Yeah. But there's like a lot of um, agencies that like hire you just as labour hire and even though it's you're hired as labour hire, you normally get on machines and yeah. do all that. There's a lot. I went through a lot of them just to get like in places like Oztrack, QMAG, uh, doing all their jobs. So I, I, I think if you want a job, you'll get a job. But I also think a lot of employers, too, are very judgmental. Um, I used to see it a lot with some of your managers. Very judgy. Um, we won't talk about those organisations. No, no, mate, but it's the same... But, but you're right. Yeah, it's the same concept. Um, and I think people forget... You're a popular one, man this morning. I don't know what it is. I should check it in a sec. Maybe, maybe something bad's happened. Anyway. Um, but I... Um, I find people are very judgmental and they forget where they've started, right? Everybody starts at the bottom some, somewhere, right? It was something I was told last week while I was at work because I, yep. I was just stressing. And um, one of the fellows said, look, everybody started here here at one point. Um, but, yeah, it, it's different. I, I think that the only way you're going to know is if you give it a go. If you give it a go, you'll get a go. Well, yeah, you'll get it. Scomo said something similar. Yeah, well, Scomo's not a very popular man, is he? Um, But, like, (laughs) he's most probably never worked a hard labour job in his life. He he most probably... I don't hold a hose, mate, was one of his lines. Oh, that's right. Let's not pick on Scomo. He's gone now. He's on a holiday in Hawaii. Um, But, yeah, no, look, it's something that I'm very... I plan on one day opening a business and... When I have a business, it's something that I'll 100% once I'm at the point of being able to um, expand my business that I would look at helping. I would honestly prefer to help someone that needs a job that is in a struggling position financially 
to let them in and give them a job knowing that giving them an opportunity it's more appreciated than someone that's got the education behind them absolutely 100% like some things you need an education um, but like if I have a position going like cleaner's position or something like that I would honestly hire someone that needed a helping hand mm. um, just I, to get them started you know because once well, you start the doors just open up well, no, I think it's all too, um, you know, I know a lot of businesses around CQ that have done similar things, and um, I think they appreciate the position too much. Mm. But there's a difference between appreciating that position and um, remembering your worth too, because some people take advantage of that loyalty. Um, and, yeah, they um, some employees use and abuse it, but this is another story for another time. It is indeed. Uh, it is. All right, um, let's move into some more things of the week. Uh... You're listening to The Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Something uh, that popped up um, this week on Facebook that I wanted to bring to the table was two things. One was a funny part, so we're going to do some... um, Rugby league. Chat right about now. Rugby league. Rugby league. Um, the first one is Michael Maguire. Uh, Michael? Michael Maguire? Madge? Yeah, they call him that. He was yeah. the Kiwis coach. He's now the New South Wales coach uh, for Origin. That was announced this week. How exciting. Yeah. Don't know if New South Wales is still going to beat Queensland, but see how they go under Madge. Um, the second part of... Um, Rugby league. Chat. Um, started. Was it... Pardon? Oh, g'day. Oh, great. With the air conditioning on, it's just going to reek. You know, before I get into this part, the serious part, Mm. you know, I'm still laughing at what happened um, on Monday when you and I went for a a drive in the truck. We went to a place called Boyndale? Boyndale. I don't know. It was in the middle of nowhere. It was about an hour out, outside of Gladstone West. And... um, Oh, Every time you do that, I just got to do the. Uh, um, we we're going out west, and I don't know what what on earth you had for dinner the night before. But um, if you've ever heard of the, a thing called sulfur farts, Jai is, was the the man of sulfur farts, the king, the king of sulfur farts. So the way I described it was, if you've ever been to Rotorua, that's what it smelled inside it the truck bad, for four yeah. hours. Not bad. We had to wind the windows down multiple times. Yeah, but times. like, I've smelled some of your farts over the years, mate. And they are, like, I remember one Christmas you farted and we all were at the front oh, of the that was, that was a perler. I'll Could never have, forget what that. We have? When well, we, no, it was kebabs. We, it? Yeah, we'd gone to Yapone to pick up Christmas parents. Uh, Christmas parents? Christmas presents. Um... And we, while we were waiting for the click and collect, you and I went and had kebabs. And then that night, while we were um, I'm banned off kebabs, because I dropped dropped a bomb, and I swear to God, the paint came off the yeah. came off the. It wall. was bad. How like, good? I'm, I'm pretty like solid at handling most smells, um, but that like just made me spew. Like it was wrong in so many ways. Mine aren't that bad. Oh, that on Monday they were horrid. You didn't even I didn't get know it. what it was. Chicken. Do you have chicken or pork? Pork farts. Lamb. No. No. no, uh, I think it was honestly my body trying to still get rid of the camp food that I ate. (laughs) 
Nice. Yeah, I tell you that bathroom wasn't looking real pretty prior um, that morning either when I went in there. Drop the kids off. <laughs> Just drop the kid. Drop the kids off at the pool. I don't know if I should say this, so I should get the ref whistle there. But he dropped the Cosby's off at the pool. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. Serious. Serious time. <laughs> Come on, mate. Anyway. Um. So back to um, rugby league chat. Um. As I was cruising through news.com.au, I was. I was a little bit sad when I read this post um, uh-huh. about Kieran Foran. So Kieran Foran plays for the Kiwis, and he's all, he used to play for Manly, yeah, and, and the then Knights. he and the Knights, and yeah. now he's with the Gold Coast Titans with yeah. with They're Hasler. A shit team in general, but anyway, see how they go this next year under uh, Hazzy. But I look, I don't even agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the the focus. Continue, so rugby league. Um, if I can press that button one more time, I'm going to delete this. <laughs> well, you thre- when I, while we were doing the dump, you did say, "Listen here, I'll throw the headphones at you if you do that to me again." Mm. Anyway, um, don't you like it? Don't you like my rug- rugby league? I do. It's good. Anyway, um, Karen Foran, yep, um, and his wife suffered uh, a big loss last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they want to do all they can to prevent others going through this horrific experience. What was the experience? So Karen Foran's stepson um, took his own life at the age of 20 while staying with his grandparents on, in New South Wales. It came at a time when the family was celebrating one of the high points of Karen's career. Um, they'd, just, they'd just been over in New Zealand uh, mm-hmm. playing his part uh, for the Kiwis. Um and his stepson had sent him a text and said, uh, F yeah, well done, Fozzie. Um, I guess that was his nickname. And then, um, yeah, on returning to Australia from Auckland to commence a family holiday the following day, um, Kieran took a phone call um, from his in-laws um, and their whole lives changed forever, ever. So this, this 20-year-old stepson um, took his own life and Kieran and his wife... Um, one opened up uh, about their about their experience, yep. and they want to get out there. I guess the important the importance um, of suicide, and you know, someone taking their own life at just twenty years old is is tragic. It's oh, tragic. yeah, your life hasn't even really begun yet. And um, we were having a chat about that last night. Um, just, and quite often, we talk about yeah. that sort of you know. Not just for content on our podcast, but John and I are very open about talking about all that stuff. And you know, you you yourself have been in that position where there's nowhere else to turn, and yeah. you go down that dark path, and um, yeah, there's no way back. And that sense of that's the only option that you've got. Mm. Um, it's not always that the the option that you've got. Um, there are so many things you can do before you get to that point, um, and hence why you know we've we've established this podcast. It's about mates helping mates, and if you if you you've got the black dog there, download the podcast, listen to two blokes talking shit, sharing stories, um, because that will change your mindset. Yeah, well, I think part of last night's conversation was, um, I was explaining to you, because I think a lot of people see it as a very selfish thing to do. Um, Yeah. 
in a sense, it is for the people that have to suffer your loss. Um, I don't really agree with the term selfish um, because I guess coming from someone that's uh, attempted suicide twice in my life yep. um, as a young kid, uh, 15 and 16 I think it is. And um, I guess for me, when I look at that, as I was saying to you last night, I remember both times um, and I remember how sickly happily um, I was that um, with the situa- situation that I was facing at that point in my life, um, I was, I guess, happy that everything that I was going through um, with the head noise and um, the environment that I was living in at that point in time in my life, that um, I was quite content that it was going to be all over. You know what I mean? Um, and... So, yeah, look, I've lost eight, eight mates, um, made it to eight this year, some of these shouldn't have to celebrate, but eight friends to suicide. Yeah, it's not one um, of those milestones that you, you want to celebrate, is it? No, not at all, but, you know, at the same point, I guess it drives you, and you've just got to utilise that fuel to keep pushing forward, and um, it's a hard thing for me to talk about, because I understand what it's like to be in that headspace. Um, and that headspace is a very scary place to be in. Um, you know, but... Uh, it was... What did my... My partner said last night while we were having this conversation, she was like... Well, she it does join us on this podcast. Yeah. So, Serena, yep. Uh, she said that um, I'd never let you get back in that headspace again. Hmm. I pulled her up as politely as you can, and I just said, "Look, it's it's one of them things that you can't can't really say that you're never going to let someone get in that headspace again, um, because especially men, um, the history behind men and mental health and um, the head noise and everything, um, we're really taught to stay quiet about it um, when it's happening. Um, I think it's something I know myself." When it happens, I, um, I'm i pretty open about it, but I still um, am very ashamed of it. Um, and I just try to move on and push it push it back down. Um, but it's something that you can't guarantee someone, you know? Like, you can't... Oh, like, I couldn't guarantee to you, like, mate, I'll be be mate for the rest of your life, but... Um, and I'll never let you get go through that, but you can't. It could be the smallest thing that triggers something that triggers something from you know, years ago. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it's a it's a hard thing and I'd never, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy um, to have to suffer in silence um, to the point that you decide to take your life. But, yeah, well, I think it's an amazing thing that what him and his wife are doing, um, especially because he's got that platform there. Absolutely. Um, being an NRL star and um, playing for New Zealand and... Playing for teams in Australia, I think it's a massive platform and there's um, a lot you can achieve with already having a well-built platform. It's um, a lot easier than starting from the ground up trying to build a platform. And watch the space. I mean, it'll be a big focus for him next year. You know, it's why he goes in and plays games and, you know, it will be talked about, I can guarantee you, all through next year's NRL season. Yeah. Um, Which is great. 
I think too, like, I've heard a lot of um, celebrities talk about, like, oh, they're passionate about mental health. Make sure if you're going to say something like that, that you, you do something about it. Mm. Like, if you've got the money or you've got the tools or the platform to utilise that to your advantage to help educate people around mental health, 100%, like, um, utilise that. I'd love to get him on this podcast, but I don't know how hard that would be. That's something you can focus on. We could try try and do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, um, yeah, that's really good that he's doing that. Really sad that, you know, that's the way his stepson felt. Um, it makes you wonder, you know, like, I couldn't imagine being a parent. Um, regardless, like, I take my hat off to any step parent. I see my stepdad as my dad, so, um, they obviously had a very, very tight relationship. You yeah. Know, sending him a text then while he's playing, you know, um, a big game like that, you know. Yes. So, I, yeah, I couldn't imagine as a parent or a step-parent what it'd be like trying to understand why um, your child would feel like um, they couldn't reach out to you and be like, look, I'm really struggling. But, mm. a- again, it comes down to that whole stigma and it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing to understand. Um, there's studies out there about it, but, you know, every... Everybody's noise is different. That's right. Not every situation is the same. It's, nah. You know, there's no... Yes, there is a there is a textbook to it, but you've got to treat every situation as a unique situation mm. for the, like you're dealing with you it for the first what? time. One, th- one thing like I found, like, um, I used to be... On Facebook was a big thing. I used to post everything on Facebook um, about my life. Um, and I just... Um, now, I don't post anything about my day on Snapchat or anything. Um, the only, most probably, social media stuff I really do now would be for our podcast. Yep. I uh, I just I don't need other people feeling like they, can, they need to um, see what's happening in my life. Um, because the more people know, the more opinionated people feel like they can be. Not that anybody's opinion really, like, only really matters to me if I validate that opinion. Um, that's a big thing. I think anybody needs to um, have a look into the... Uh, what is it? The ant. Um, what's his last name? The SAS. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, can't think of it, but I have heard oh, of it. I'm yeah. having a mind blank right now. Um, but yeah, he has a few books, and one of the things he said in his book... Is the biggest thing I learned being um, a special ops soldier um, and trying to, when I was home, spending that time with my family and maintaining them relationships with my wife and rada rada ra was um, stopping validating people's opinions that didn't really matter. Mm. And I think the moment you do that, right, is um, you, you kind of take that, just that extra pressure. It's, it's one thing out of the box that, that's not just coming down because when you're going through a tough time and you've got, you know, Joe Bloggs' opinion and Henry from down the street and can be and, very overwhelming. Yeah, like, and it's just not needed. So once you stop valid, like validating people's opinions don't that don't matter to you, it's that extra little ten percent of pressure taken away from that box. That's you know, box is already full, mm. and then you've got that extra ten percent of people's opinions because you're validating. So the moment. I think when you validate someone's opinion, you, you're taking it on board, right? 
So that, like, to me, that's what validation is. So if you say, "Oh, mate, look, I, I really think you're doing this wrong," and because you're my best man, I'm obviously going to take take that on board, and I'll be like, "All right, so how do we do this better? What what are we doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Um, and how would you go about it?" That's me validating what you're saying. Your opinion, I'm validating your opinion to my situation. Mm. Now, that's fine with me, but what I will not validate is someone that I hear from maybe once or twice a month. Or a year, yeah. Yeah, a year. Um, Or someone that thinks that we're friends because we're Facebook friends. Um, I will not validate that person's opinion because realistically, most people... Don't want to see you happy or succeed. So it's like owning a business. When you're going hard and you're succeeding, it's three people that are like, they're celebrating, but in the background they're the ones talking shit about you and because they're, they're not happy that you're happy. That's it. You know, so it's... Um, this is a big thing I learned around mental health was stop validating everybody's opinions. Um, and, yeah... So I've I've suffered. I've done the medication thing. I don't agree with the medication. Um, it makes you numb and it doesn't help. Big H talked about the uh, the medication thing. Too yeah, hundred percent. So like you know, I could really relate to what he was saying about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, for me, it it helps some people. Um, and uh, Big H said that too. You know, it does help some people. But for me, um, I like to say really um, mind and body. Mm. With what's going on with my brain, um, and it's been going around for years. It just wasn't talked about, you know. When everybody goes, "Oh, back in my day," you know, I love that you know, word. It, back it, in it my was, day, yeah. It's so I, ru- sh- I was told shitty to thing rub to dirt on it. Yeah. I tell you right now, 30, 40, 50 years ago, there were people that took their own lives. You just didn't hear about it because it wasn't an important subject to people. That's right. And then over time and decades, we've started to realise how many people are taking their lives to suicide and, oh, shit, maybe we should do something about this. Maybe we should chuck some money into, like, getting studies done around why people are doing this and why why that. People did have mental health issues 50, 100 years ago. It's been around for years. Men just didn't talk about it. We're just dealing with it now. Just real quick before we move on, I've got to play this little... If you're feeling affected by this content, you can call Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636, Lifeline on 131 114, or Men's Line Australia on 1300 789 978. So I might keep it legal and all that jazz. Yeah. Yes. All right, we will take a break. We'll be back with Jai's story. Um, don't forget to download the podcast iTunes, Spotify, Google wherever you get your podcasts so you can go to our Facebook page at The Scott and Jai Show follow the link and thanks to Acast for distributing our podcast um, just a quick side note before we have a quick break um, shout out to those listeners in Belgium, Australia, France, India the UK and the United States um, we had uh, family members from the UK uh, of myself um, comment um, and share. So please like and share no matter where you are. <laughs> I wish, damn it, I wish I had the phone ready to go for that. Um, Thank you, everybody, for your loving 
and support to this podcast. All right, we're going to take or non-family members. That's right. We're going to take a break. Uh, We're going to come back and do Jai's story right after this. You're listening to the Scott and Jai Show, mates, helping mates podcast. You're listening to the Scott and Jai Show, mates helping mates podcast. Now it's time for Scott and Jai's story time. Real stories from real people. And if you're feeling affected by today's stories, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636 or Lifeline on 131 114, Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 and of course Men's Line Australia on 1300 789 978. And you're back... uh... With the Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Today's story time, um, again, affects one of us. Um, Jai. Yes. Yes. So you, uh, we'll start from the beginning. You left your job um, as a carer? Yeah. A, a carer, a support worker. Support workers. Um, right. You applied for the mines. Yeah, and got a job um, out there. Um, How was your first week? It was good. Um, I had a really good crew. Uh, I have a really good crew, I should say. Um, Where, like, all the blokes are really good to work with. Um, So, like, makes the job a little bit easier. Um, Especially learning, I think. Um, But I kind of got in my own head a little bit... um, and I um, kind of brought back memories from when I was previously in the mines, and it um, when I was previously in the mines, I had a really down spiral with mental health problems, and um, ended up coming home and leaving the mines altogether. Uh, and I guess what do I take out of it in that job? Like I can't really say so much for the position I'm in now. Because it's very different. Um, but, like, when I was previously in the mines, it was a very isolated job. Um, most rosters are anywhere between 2 and 2, 2 and 1, uh, 7 and 7, 4 and 5. Um, so it all depends. Every company is different. Every company offers, like, different rosters, obviously. Um, they do, I know a majority of companies now do try and do a lifestyle roster, which is your 7 and 7. F- uh, six and five, two and two. Yep. Um, two and one, so I wouldn't really call that a lifestyle roster. You're away for ten days, home for seven. Really six by the time, because you travel on your first day, your last day. Um, so, like, for me, I'll, like, head out at lunchtime Tuesday, which is my last day off for seven days. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so, like... <laughs> I guess when I was out there, um, I spent two days in Mackay, so left Monday, stayed in Mackay, uh, pretty much didn't do anything, um, and then got up in the morning, went to um, a training centre, and did my cold generics, um, which is pretty much a mine safety induction kind of thing, to induction into what to expect in the mines. Um, like your level two safety locks, um, which is a multiple person lock, 
Um, so if you're isolating a machine and it needs a multi-person lock, you have to like put put a hasp, which is like a scissor, and then it has an attachment with six holes in it, and you lock that on, lock your lock in it, and then another five people can lock in. Yep. Um, and that's just, mainly that's used if two two or more people are working on the machine, um, and then obviously teaches us how to test for dead. You always got to test for dead when you're doing your pre-starts and whatnot. Um, but a lot, a lot of last week was um, being in the machines. Um, like I sat in a few, a few of the dumpies out on site with um, the operators and just got to see what they do for a job. Got to see what our circuit was like. And um, and then my last day before I had to come home because of family reasons, um, I ended up uh, getting to jump in the machine that I'm learning how to operate, which is a Scraper 651G. Um, can't really tell you much about it because I don't really understand the machine myself yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like being in that room, right, so... And like I was saying, it helps if you've got a good crew and you get along with everybody in crew. This is a big part. Um, most mines now, um, mining camps have like your gyms, um, all your exercise facilities, um, your mess hall, which is where you get your lunch and your dinner from. Uh, the camp I'm at also has a pub where you have a selection of meals. You can just swipe your card like you do in the mess and it pretty much pays for your dinner. It's part of your accommodation. Um, and then you just go back to your room, um, and it's got your fridge, a little tiny TV, toilet shower, and a bed. Um, yeah, that sounds like what any person needs to live in. So, on, by what you're saying, it sounds great. Yeah. Sounds Um, fantastic. Well, I think what people don't, don't think about when they go out there, right, um, is so prior to me being in the mines, I loved the job. Any job that I did it in the mines, um, I did industrial cleaning, so cleaning drag lines. Mm. I did that for 18 months. Um, oh, no longer than that, actually. Um, and I worked for SMW and I did a lot of shift work. Um, so, you know, like I might be out there four to five days, some days, three days. Um, and some of it was like I might have a drag line clean for the first three days and two dozer washers. So I'd like clean down the dozer, uh, sorry, an excavator. And, um, so they could do like work on the machine. It's like what they call a shutdown. Yeah. And, um, so I guess being out there is, um, easy when you don't have someone at home. Um, so your partner and most people have kids, um, most people go to the mines to better their life financially because mines generally do pay more than what you get paid in town. Yep. Um, it's a it's it being out in the mines is a lifestyle. A hundred percent. It is a different lifestyle. Mm. Um, your crew becomes your family because um, six months out of the year they're the people that you're seeing. Um, so it's like I think my roster this year laps over Christmas. We're still waiting to find out when we're going home, whether we're doing our full stint or um, they're sending us home early. Obviously, being a casual, you get paid um, different wages. Some companies won't pay you a penalty. They'll just pay you a flat rate. Um, some companies will pay you the penalty, but it's also a lot on like days like Christmas. and um, I think like uh, for one of my mates, Trent, 
he if he works Christmas Day, it's triple time. That's some good coin. So his base rate, I think, 70, 70 something an hour. So you triple Jesus. that. So yeah, so like there's days like public holidays where you make a phenomenal amount of money in one day. Um, and like for me at the moment, my wage is five, just over 500, 500 a day that I'm out there. Um, but you're also doing 12 and a half hour days. Um, we're on the bus, I think. We leave, our bus leaves at 5.30, but we're all on the bus by mm. 5. Um, and then you go outside, you do your um, pre-starts and whatnot, and then you pretty much go pre-start your machine. Um, your pre-starts in the rooms are pretty much telling you any safety hazards, anything that happened previous shifts um, and whatnot. And, and then obviously a pre-start on your machine is making sure your machine's sound and... Nothing's going to um, obviously be a safety risk um, or something's going to break on the machine. Because a machine down is money, you're losing money, right? Yeah, you can't have that. It's like any business, anything goes down, you lose money. Mm. Uh, depending on what it is, it'd be like uh, your business, driving trucks, um, and yeah. stuff. If your truck goes down, you're losing money. No truck, no money. Yeah. So, uh, so a very similar concept to a lot of businesses um, and the, they, the way they do things. Um, but I guess like the hardest thing I struggle out there with is um, being away. Um, again, I before I'd met my partner, I was aiming to be out in the mines. Um, for multiple reasons, I guess. Having that 7-7 roster... I'd have the time to come home next year and just study and just get that out of the way. And then, like, the other reason is it gives you, like, that bit of a rest break because to earn the money out of there, well, you're looking at doing six days a week here in town. Um, and so, I guess, for me, um, and I'll most probably talk for a lot of miners, it impacts a lot. Not straight away, but a long term, um, unless you've got everything um, packed away at home, as what they say. Um, it can affect your relationship. Got all your ducks in a row. Yeah. Yep. Um, it can affect yourself. Um, a lot of sites where you are, you're in very remote, so you might not have reception, or you might not have the best reception. Um, I think our camp, we've got two bars, I think. Like, I can't download a movie or anything out on camp because it's just not enough reception for my phone to be able to push through mm. it. Take it about three days just to get one movie downloaded. So you must feel very, when you're out there working, you must feel very isolated from the rest of the world. You know, Well, yeah, you don't really know what's or... happening. Like, when you really mm. think about it, I'm normally on a bus going into work when everybody's getting up. Yeah. I'm not home to everybody else's home. Uh, I think Serena would have been home for about three hours by the time I get back in, into camp. Um, again, it, it's a it's a choice. Yeah, a hundred percent is a choice. Um, but for me, I guess, like my struggles with this position is um, having to learn a new role, which is hard for anybody going into a new job. Some people find it breezy. Um, and just every role is different, I guess. And once you get into your own head and you've already got, like, 
the anxieties of getting into a new machine, learning the new machine. What if you fail? Like, you're a disappointment. Yeah, all that. Like, and that's what, like, so the previous week of being out there, prior to everything else going wrong, um, that played a big part in my brain. Like, I'd go to yep. sleep with a tight chest. Um, my anxiety was going through the roof. Um, and that anxiety, right, is something that I've suffered with most of my life. Um, and I'm pretty, nine out of ten times, I'm pretty good at controlling it. I don't do shopping centres. When it's it's packed, I can't do it. Like, I just get overwhelmed and I just don't want to be there. Mm. Um, <coughs> I um, Most people know me as being a really social person. I'm not. I, I struggle to trust people. Um, and so I guess for me, when I'm out there, I've got to make sure that I've got my shit packed away. And just focusing on trying to succeed mm. um, in that job role. Most people that are out there have been on machines for 20 plus years. Um, mine's are pretty good now. Like, they do training ships with driving dump trucks and all that. But it's still a very full-on job. Um, the mines are screaming for people these days because there's not enough people to do work in the mines. Mm. Um, you know, um, I, when I'm... The blokes I know has a full qualifi- qualification. He drives trucks. He's on a training sh- ship as a truck driver through Workback. Yeah. Um, people do it. Yeah, again, <laughs> it comes down to the lifestyle. Like, if you and your partner work the same roster and it's a week on, week off, you can do a lot together within the week yeah. Week off that you have. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so, I guess, yeah, it, it's weird in that sense. Um and I'm more of a, I guess, a homebody. I like my being at home, and I, and I love hard work, right? Um, when I say I go back to labouring job, which I've like, always said, if all else fails, I always can get a job labouring. And the one thing I always say that is because I know I'll get a job because I know what people think of me when I work. I'm a worker. I've always been a worker. I know how to fucking swing mm-hmm. a hammer. I'd prefer to swing a hammer for 12 hours a day and come home and sleep. You've seen what sad I used to be in when we were doing big hours. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I could barely even finish my dinner without falling asleep on the lounge. But I didn't care. I still got up the next morning at five and went to work. Um, But this is a whole different kettle of fish, you know. Like Like you said, you're a homebody. You're away from the things that you know and the things that you love. And you've got to be able to, I guess... Because you're so isolated, you know, like you said, there's no phone reception. Mm. You're working 12 hours a day. Plus, on site, you're not allowed phones. Yeah. Um, so, like, if something goes wrong, obviously, you have your company normally has, like, either mind control or um, mm. supervisors obviously carry their phones. Um, in most sites, if they're restricted to phone use. Um, and obviously, like, there's numbers there that you can call to get a hold of whoever's on that crew. Um but, like, if something goes wrong, um, you're still four and a half hours away to go. For me, it's four and a half hours just till I get back here. And that's also depending on how the roads are, how the weather is. And that plays quite a... that The thought of being four hours away and limited contact and the isolation and things like yeah. that, that plays a huge toll role um, on your mental state when you're out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess I um, haven't had to think about it for almost four years. Um, so, like, you know, all in well for me applying for this position. 
um, and then getting it, and I was so excited. Like, I was like, yep, let's do this. Um, when it all came to go, go time, it was like my brain did like a 360 and started like backpedaling. Um, and that's my fault. Like, I, I didn't really prepare myself for it, and a lot's changed since I was out there. There's a lot of paperwork, and I want to go out there and give it a good shot. Um, but, the, you know, there's also the chance of, you know, my employer might turn around and be like, hey, look, you're not picking it up fast enough. We're going to have to let you go. And that's cool. I'm cool with that. It does happen in a lot of roles and a lot of places and businesses. Yeah. And that's fine. I'll happily come home with my head held high and be like, you know what, I gave a shot. Yep. Let's get back. Find a job and go again. Um, but, yeah. Look, um, for me, the mines going back there uh, was never a year ago or oh, two years ago. It wasn't really an option for me because I was still was suffering with um, really badly with depression and stuff. So it's just like I wasn't fit for where I was in that point in my life. Um, I was still working on myself a lot. Um, it's very um, hard to do that when you're away to try and continue working on yourself like I... I'm a big person on the gym, um, and you just, yeah, I guess for a lot of people you do it to get that money, to get ahead, to do all the right things, but sometimes that's not good enough, like, and a lot of people stay out in the mines, um, and they lose their wife, their families, like, for a lifestyle. And then a bloke's head, right? It's like anything. I think a bloke... A lot of blokes can relate. Um, it's... To, to us, we go to work to provide. To give our kids... We're providers. Yeah. Like the old so, caveman, yep. Yeah. So, and... Whether your partner's at home working or not... In the back of your mind... That's what you want to do. You want to, obviously... Get ahead in life. Set yourself up... But some people, the minds just aren't for some people. And I think it's very important um, to realise that, if that's mm. not for you, to reevaluate re- re- your situation and walk away with your head held high knowing that you've gone out there, given it a shot, come home. You've done the best that you can. Yeah, because I, I 110%, if my partner turned around and said, I'm really struggling with you being away... I'd pack my shit and come home. That'd be the end of it, I'd prefer yeah. to lose a job like that than lose my partner. Um, and a lot of a lot of blokes go through that. Or they find out that their partner's cheating while they're out there. There's so many things that can go wrong out there. And I'm sorry, you still got to get up at four, have a shower, get ready, go grab your lunch for the day, mm. go to work. There's nothing you can do. That's it. Um, and as I said to you, like it's very different to some... Some positions like truck drivers and whatnot, um, because like you might go away for one day, and then you're home and you see your kids, and they might go away for another three or two days. Yeah, so it's very different. But this is you're away for a full seven days. Yeah, some people then... do it for two, two and two, ten days away from their families. I, I've done a roster like that when I worked for um, a company, Chub Fire Security in uh, Mackay, and that was some of the sites were on with two and two. Wow. Do 10 days straight. So anybody listening to this, and they're keen to go on the mines for the money and all that sort of stuff, 
if you were to sit there and tell somebody what to be cautious of about going into the mines, what would you say to them? I think, um, give it a go. Um, and remember in the back of your mind, it's not for everybody. Um, like I said before, I've been in and out of mines since I was 18. Um, my first ever job around the mining industry was drilling. Hmm. As a driller's assistant. Um, and that was an awesome job. I was pretty much labour and did a lot of the hard yakka. But um, I thrived off that job. Like, I loved it. Um, but being in the mines is... Um, you miss birthdays, you miss, you know, Christmas. There's people that miss multiple birthdays if you've got a few kids aligned with each other. Um, you miss a lot of milestones for your friends, families. And that plays such a huge yeah. role and toll so on like, your, yeah, right, your mindset. You've got a lifestyle, um, but you also there's a big part that you're missing out. There's uh, seven days or ten days that you're away. We basically you're away six months. Yeah, six of the months year. a year. Yeah, yeah, um, which is not bad. Like when you look at the scheme of things, working six months a year, it's pretty good. But there's a lot that you miss out on in between that too. Um, what is it? My partner's Christmas party this weekend. I can't go because I'm out of work. Oh, as in not like now? It's next weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, and she would really like me to be there, but I can't because I'm out of work. Um, to me, it's not that big of a deal because I don't like, no, but I don't like socialising. Yeah. I'm not a big public drinker. I don't, um, I like drinking and just chilling out. I'm not a big, let's go be social. Um, I'm not a social person. Um, but... You know, like it's, it's it's a big thing for her. It's a new job. It's her first Christmas party with all these people. Um, so I'm I'm sure it's a comfort thing to have your partner there. Um, but it's um, they're just little things. It, it's like your niece and nephew birthdays, or for me, that's what it'd be. Is like missing out on like my sister's birthday or um, my brother's birthday or my mum's birthday and. Little things like that, I guess that's what you got to take into account. Is um, it's a life that, as much as there's a lot of reward, there's also it balances out to you miss a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like there's stuff like um, if struggling for mental health, like EAPs and stuff out there. All that's there, um, and mine's a massive on um, changing the stigma around the black dog. Massive. Yep. Um, they throw money towards that dramatically. Um, but, yeah, being that lifestyle, it is a lifestyle. Um, obviously, like, you know Trent. Mm. Trent does two days of overtime. I think it's a month, every month. Um, that's, you know, so his days off, I think it works out to have four days off. See, if you're single and you go out to the mines, like it's... Make the most of it. Go grind hard, get, get what good. you need to get, put all the money away. Don't be stupid. That's the biggest thing most people teach anybody going to the mines. It was something I've done myself, is having a job that pays you really well 
and then you go out and buy all these new toys, go and get a bank loan because you're not worried about the money coming in because you've got a massive paycheck coming in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the mining boom goes up and down. Um, and I know a few years ago I was in Marimba when the mining boom went down. Um, and a lot of fellas lost their jobs. And then it used to be on Mills Ave, there used to be a stretch and you'd start seeing boats, cars, jet skis and everything just piled up there for sale. Mm. because people were losing their jobs and they had all these toys that they couldn't afford no more um, you know and if you're really chasing big money go to Western Australia Western Australia is one of the highest paying mi- like mining places in Australia and they do two weeks this is even harder it's two weeks yeah. on one week off yeah I know a couple that um, are very fortunate to be on the same swing over in Western Australia um, actually I know two couples over there um, and yeah, they're fortunate enough to be on the same swing, so it's not as hard. So you still got your partner there, but you obviously you're both working, and you're both on the same swing. You both go on the days off, makes it a lot easier. It's still the same concept. You're missing mm. out on birthdays. You're missing out on milestones for whether it's your niece and nephew or your parents or you know. Um, there's there's sacrifice in obviously everything you do. Um, I guess the biggest question you have to ask yourself going out for a mining job is um, how much sacrifice are you? My current job is... How much simple. sacrifice are you willing to make f- yeah. for the money? Like, my current job isn't... Um, I guess mining as such. It's on a mine site, but it's doing civil stuff. Yeah. Um, which, again, I could come back and just get a civil labour job here and do night shift, do day shift and all that lovely stuff. Um, the mines are exactly the same. I think mines do various rosters when it crosses over to night shift most. People might do, um, I know Trent does one week days, one week nights. Yep. Um, but uh, obviously he's underground, so he doesn't really see the difference between when he gets on the bus and when he gets home. Mm. Where stay on night shift, you know what I mean? So yeah, there's, there's, there's all the kid and caboodle, but obviously, um, my experience um, with mental health and stuff being in the mines really points out my past um, when I worked in Moranbar and um, travelled all over the countryside um, with my job then and that was um, that was extremely hard and I was single then um, I also went through a breakup in that period Yep, and that was extremely hard uh, not having time to really process it I just had to go to work um, but yeah, so I guess um, everybody's different. People do it for years, and it's just it's easy. It's their life. Just fact of life, yeah. Yeah, they don't think twice about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I look at it as in like I've got another ten years left of hard work in me, but I've also in that ten years I've got to do a degree and I've got to open a business and to be able to get where I want to be for my end goal. Um, you know, you can't slog your ass out for the rest of your life. No, um, make the most of it while you can. Yeah, well, that's it. And I think in time, you you do. You do make um, life decisions, and every decision you make has an impact on something. It's just you got to make sure the impact's on the right things. That's all right. Uh, but, yeah. How are you feeling about going? Because you leave on Tuesday? Tuesday, yeah. I'm actually going to leave about lunch on Tuesday. Yep. How are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I want to get back out there and just give it my best shot. And yep. Try and learn as much as I can. Um, you know, it's like anything. If you 
it'll work for you if it works for you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You've just sulk anything. You've got to give it a go before for not giving it a go, I think. Um, obviously, like I talk to my partner every night when I finish work after I have dinner. Uh, before I go to sleep. I know, when when you were calling, I was jealous at some of the food you were eating. Steak and veg and chips. And mm. Yeah, it's pretty flash out there. Um, Just back to the sulfur farts. It's Oh, yeah. Uh, the repercussions when you come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah For you and your loved ones. It's pretty good um, in that sense. Because yeah, obviously, like, being out there, you don't have anybody like you don't have to cook your own shit yeah um, you can slog your guts out for 12 hours and then someone else yeah. makes you makes most your food. of my job's sitting in a machine but it's not really slogging your guts out is it just trying to talk it up yeah nah. um yeah it's a it's obviously a different role um on, on yeah the end of the day like as i said earlier in the podcast earlier it's um if i end up having to come home because I didn't pick it up fast enough for my employer, well, so be it. It's, um, it's just the way it's got to be. I'm not going to put myself down because I I didn't pick it up. I'll just mm. get back, reevaluate, and get a job as soon as I can. It's as simple as that. Um, it's just the way it's got to be, I guess. I know myself, if this job didn't work out, I've got to get home and I've got to get a job as soon as I can. Yeah. Reset, go again. Um, <coughs> my mine and my partner's financial situation is pretty solid. Um, I'm debt free, and so regardless of what I do, I know I can work really hard and still achieve the the same the same goal. Just it'd be a little bit harder where I've got to try and put in at least a couple of hours of study time. It's just the way it's going to be. Um, and I think that's what people struggle to learn is, you know, you, you fail at something and they, it kicks them down and you don't, you struggle to get back up. It's not the way to be. Get back, get reset, reevaluate, go back out, get back up on the horse, go again. It's like that song, I get knocked down. Yeah, well, same I'll get thing. up again. You know, as long as you can be knocked down seven times, as long as you get up eight times. That is the biggest thing. The amount of times you get knocked down, make sure you always get back up. You get up more times than you get knocked down, eventually you'll stop getting knocked down. That's it. And I think um, it's like anything. you just got to give it your all. And um, if anybody wants to have their opinions, let them have their opinions, but just don't validate it if it's not really worth you validating. If it's going to hurt your feelings or put you in a bad mind frame, don't validate their opinion. It's as simple as that. That's it. Thanks for sharing your story, mate. No, you're all right. I'm going to miss you next week. The girls are back next week. Mm. I've got to get the girls in here to do the the outro. Oh, yeah? Hmm. What for? Oh, we can just kick straight into it if you want. Yeah, we can. Where are we? Uh, They get their time to shine next week. You're listening to The Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. First slip of the finger <laughs> with the new software. Oh, I didn't get, get the right button. That's okay. So that was The Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast with my buddy. Jai yeah. is back this week. 
Thanks for sharing your story, mate. No, you're right. Um, I think it's important for people to share their experiences. 100%. Um, I'm not most probably the best person to talk to about the mining life. Um, I haven't been in there as long as half of the people. Um, but it's good to hear about your first week. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. And just remember, like, something that I've got to remind myself this week, go in with an open mind. Don't put self-doubt in your head. That's it. Um, but, yeah, we definitely, we most probably would be able to organise someone with a more bigger mining background than myself um, that's been in there for a few years, we'd be able to explain. Trentos. Yeah, Trentos. He'll most probably jump on. Um, he's also someone that's been around mental health and lost people suicide, so something that definitely be on the cards in the near future. And, um... Yeah, keep kicking goals, guys. And don't forget to tune in next week. Uh, the girls are back. Uh, they are going. Uh, they're doing research for next week's podcast. Some yeah. of the stuff that they come up with last night was pretty date rape drugs. Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah, about date rape drugs. So I still haven't listened to the last one, but anyway, <laughs> I'll listen to it on my way out of work. And that's it. And remember, that's why we have this podcast. If you. Um, feeling the black dog coming on or you feel like listening to two blokes talk shit and share stories the scott and jai show mates helping mates podcast is exactly what you need and don't forget follow us on facebook instagram youtube and, and TikTok. tiktok finally got tiktok going it's great uh, at the scott and jai show and also the last piece of uh, housekeeping was we have moved our provider uh for podcasts so we were using podbean but as of midnight tonight, no more Podbean. Um, so you can't get our podcast via the Podbean app. You can get it via the Acast website. Links on our Facebook page. And we have uh, a lot better reach on available on more platforms. Apparently we're hitting more countries. We've got the US, France, India. Honda, don't do it. Um, Belgium. And, of course, in our home country of Australia. Good times. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Scott and Jai Show. Mate. Thanks, Help guys, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. See you. I will see you next week. We'll see you in two weeks, big fella. That you will. Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember to download The Scott and Jai Show and follow them on social media at The Scott and Jai Show. Enjoy your week. Thanks for downloading The Scott and Jai Show, Mates Helping Mates podcast. Listen to the boys live on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. on Radio X. How do you listen to Radio X? Go to radiox.com.au and click listen live. Turn up the volume with Radio X. Your ultimate rock destination. Tune in today at radiox.com.au. Radio X.